Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride Hey, my queen friends, welcome to the Queen Tings podcast. Listen, I'm so excited uh, because last week we launched the Queen Tings podcast for the first time. And within one week, there were over 100 downloads. And I am so happy. I'm excited. I am so grateful for uh, your support and just your willingness to hear some of the things that we are just discussing. There's a whole process behind Queen Tings, and I'm going to share that with you. But today is very special for me uh, because I ask one of my favorite people on the entire planet to be with me today. And um, as we vibe and talk things out, you're going to see why she is just amazing and in such a, a, a huge part of, of my heart. Um, and so I want to welcome to the Queenting's podcast, Renee Roberts, the coach. I call her the doc. <laughs> Um, I'm so grateful that you're willing to be here with me. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so we were talking um, yesterday about a post that I put up uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Fridays ago, and I, you know, got a whole lot of feedback. The feedback was absolutely amazing. Like ladies started chiming in and the question on that post was, why do we prioritize children? We prioritize money or our business, our marriage and church over our <laughs> mental wellness. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we were talking about it um, yesterday and just some of the things that you shared. I was like, oh gosh. Like Now, I already knew that when I started doing podcasts, I was like, listen, you are going to be a regular. <laughs> I got your back. Even though, <laughs> even though I, I didn't give you, you know, notice, but I know it, like you knew, you knew you were going to be a regular here. Yeah. Um, some of the convos <laughs> that we have about certain things, um, I think it is necessary for the Queens to hear. And so um, when we were talking about this yesterday, you said some things that just, you always blow my mind with some of the things you say, and I just <laughs> love it. So I just wanted you to share some of those things. Um, um, you know, one of the things that I love about our relationship is just, as you said, you got my back. Yeah. And the support that is given there. And I, I would say that um, when you find your people, your person, your tribe, when you find that, yeah. you can go, I mean, there's so many things mm -hmm. that you can do. Like yeah. life becomes limitless yeah. when you find um, the people that will surround you and push you to the next level. So thank you for being that in mm -hmm. my life. Of course. I love that yes. about you. Environment and village is vital yeah. for progress. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Absolutely. I think for <laughs> progress is... Um, something that's dear to both of our hearts. Yes. And so yes, you can expect today for some forward <laughs> progress to happen in your heart and your life as you move forward. Um, so um, I want you to just kind of share not just what you do, you know, because you are you are a, a, a coach and you coach. But I, I just want I want you to share from your heart who you are. And, and you can you can add a bit of what you do if you like. <laughs> I'll allow that. But who are you? I am Renee Roberts. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Dot> com, no. 
Um, but I love people. I love uh, the development of people. Mm-hmm. I love the emotions. Um, I love seeing people whole and emotionally well. Yeah. And so, you know, being a being a coach or a therapeutic coach, as I call myself, mm-hmm. um, it was very important for me to um, get deeper into the the areas of emotions. And human development. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really passionate about people. That's who <laughs> Renee is. Renee yes. is this people loving, for progress pusher. You know, I'm like a, I'm like a. You know how you have dope pushers. Yeah, dope is, dope is like an old word, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I literally like to inject people with for progression. That's you know, beautiful. and I know it begins with healthy, like you always say, internal harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, so just. You know, finding all the intricate details about what that looks like. Um, that that's really who I am. I'm a I'm a huge fan of LaShawn Brooks. Um, <laughs> you better be. <laughs> I am very proud of you, first of all. I didn't get a chance to say that, but I'm very proud of you and I'm excited about Queen Ting's podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm a great supporter. I love riding the background of people's lives, their missions, their goals, their dreams. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, like, the heart of Renee. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. And on top of that, I am pursuing my Ph.D. Mm-hmm. right now in psychology. Beautiful. I'm excited about that journey, too, because it's going to really add to and enhance yeah. my master coaching. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love master coaching. Um, being able to watch your your progress, yeah. you know, watch, you know, it, it's something that you said you love injecting Mm-hmm. progress into mm-hmm. people's lives mm-hmm. into their hearts yes and you can't do that unless you're progressing absolutely and so just watching you do that you know it's it's just I, I love your journey I love um just how you do that I love the way that you do that with such excitement yeah and that's beautiful yeah you I know be hyped every every <laughs> session man I'm beautiful. just like Listen, I've literally watched you, you know, (laughs) go through a really tough moment and then hop on and just infuse life into people. Yeah, because it gives me life. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Anytime I'm in purpose like that, I don't care. I could have just had a moment from hell. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Like, I could have just, I could still be smelling like smoke and... (laughs) Hair, dreadlocks singed but um when I get with my clients yeah. oh my god yeah. it is so life-giving yeah. you know because although they I'm giving life to them they being able to serve them yeah gives me so much that's life. beautiful yeah I love that feeling you know like you said it gives it gives us life absolutely you know absolutely. it pushes us to continue absolutely to do what we need to do I don't know I'd be in a crazy house without them listen I know <laughs> trying to use some edge control Pick to listen Picking at imaginary <laughs> friends in the air, like yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. don't think that I, I don't think they really know um, how much um, they put life into us. No, as I don't well. think they you do. Know, Even though I tell my clients, yeah. like you know, they're like, "Thank you." I'm like, like no, really? thank you." Right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, thank you. Okay, yeah. we're not gonna argue about it's this. It's fulfillment. It is fulfillment. That's how you know that you are in your zone of genius, Absolutely. and you know that you're doing what you were. Born, born to, to do. do. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Because you get life from it. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> All right. So now that we know you, we know your heart. Um, just oh, share and with I us. love God too, y'all. I, we forget. know you love God. <laughs> I love God. You You're love welcome. God. <laughs> I do love God. You know, yeah. as a pastor still, yeah. um, you know, I'm really passionate about 
marrying faith mm-hmm. and mental health. Yeah. So um, that's that part of the journey in case anybody's listening. I'm like, I thought she was a pastor. Yeah. I still am. <laughs> um, you know, but my message is my, the gospel. I use the gospel to help people yeah. be well mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right, carry on, so, host. Now that we know you, <laughs> pastor, yeah, <laughs> pastor, doctor, reverend, yes. no, squash pastor, the doctor, reverend, therapist, squash the titles, elect Renee, lady, Renee is just fine. Oh no, I hate that one. Please, let's not get into that. Um, so yeah, we'll have a, com- a whole other conversation Please, about those in things. Jesus, holy name. Yes. So, um, why having the experience that you have as a pastor mm-hmm. as a therapeutic coach mm-hmm. um, as someone who walks on so many different journeys with your clients why have you found why do we prioritize children money why do we prioritize our marriages and I'm gonna I'm throw another question out there oh, at you. Boy. I didn't even tell you about that oh, one but we're gonna get to it <laughs> Why do we prioritize church Mm. over our mental wellness? Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Drum roll. No. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I have, uh, let me see. I have two solid answers for that or responses to that. First of all, learning to prioritize has been literally uh, something that we have learned from previous Mm -hmm. cultures or previous generations, I should say. Let's put it there first. Mm -hmm. And so in learning to prioritize, these are the things we've learned to prioritize. Mental health has never, ever been on the list of priorities. Because our mothers, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, our great-great-great, you know, we can go far, (laughs) we can go so far back um, and until we hit the slavery mark, you know, um, where mental health, like, what is that? Yeah. You know, being being not well was normal. Yep. So what we have mirrored over the years is this this normal way of being, you know, or, or what we deem normal, which is um, I don't take care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm snapping, um, mm-hmm. but it's okay. I got to keep going. I got to do what I got to do. You know, I got to grind. I got to take care of the kids. Um, and it has literally become a culture mm-hmm. that has groomed us. Uh, to be these women who just do not pay attention or even, we don't even realize, we're not even aware of our mental state. We are not aware. It's almost as if we have been taught to not exist emotionally. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, absolutely. We don't exist. You know what? Mm -hmm. We went to see Till. Mm-hmm. Not too long yes, ago, yes. that movie. Um, you know, because you know, I God. put a post out. I Listen. was so disturbed. <laughs> that movie, like, <laughs> like just just tore our insides yes. up, right? Yes. And in the movie, we see um, the mom mm-hmm. where she just had to keep going. She had to keep it together. She had to keep it together, yes. and of course, yes, understood um, creating a mission. Mm-hmm. Out of the death of her son and wanting the world, the world to see. And yes, um, you know it is important. All of the things that took place mm-hmm. after, you know, people saw what happened, and there were things that moved, and the civil rights movement went forth, and all of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I saw how she sacrificed her emotional wellness in that moment um, to make sure that others 
could witness what was going on. Yeah, to, you know? yeah, to show people what was happening. I, I think yeah. that was a huge picture of a lot of our grandmothers, a lot of our mothers, where it's like, you know, um, the world, the mission must go on. Now, yeah. somehow, for her to keep going and live as long as she did, yes. right? Mm-hmm. She had to somehow, somewhere, grieve Eventually somewhere deal and it. deal with right. those things, right. Right? right? right. But I, you know, I just saw how we have had our, you know, the women that have come before us just literally hush it up, pack it in. A lot of times the men in our lives or in their lives didn't understand what was going on emotionally. And so because of that, we closed ourselves in, packed ourselves up and kept going. And we were literally applauded for the ability to move forward. Strong black woman syndrome. (laughs) To move forward without having time to grieve, without having time to blow off steam, to be angry, um, to freak out. Because we keep it together, that's what makes us strong. But that's what's that's what was expected of us. Yeah. We you listen, our historical con the historical context to the black woman's world. Yeah. It is so deeply ingrained in <laughs> silence, yeah, submission. Mm-hmm. Is is ingrained in control. Mm. It's ingrained in being the sole responsible one for our children's emotional sets and yeah. their feelings, mm-hmm. and our spouses if we have one. Yeah. And this goes deeper to why our the, our black men don't really know how to deal with a black woman's emotions mm-hmm. because who has time for that? He's out in the fields. Mm-hmm. He's being whipped and abused and, mm-hmm. and like who has time? Like who's taught that? Yeah. Emotional, what we have to understand is emotional sets are cultivated. Mm. They're not, we're not born with them. Yeah. We're born with emotions, mm-hmm. but the way they are set is created by our environments, our culture, our traditions, our churches. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Because we're going to go there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, so without having anything to give us a, a better model of what that it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a cycle. It's a perpetual cycle that mm-hmm. we're in. And so now we as black women, we're, we're just kind of waking up a little bit. You know, and so more of us are seeing therapists and Mm -hmm. because before the therapist came into play, we felt like, okay, taking care of myself, I'm going to go get my nails done. Right. I'm going to get my hair done. Yeah, we thought that was so Girl, I went and got a massage, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are all great, you know, tending to your, well, maintaining yourself. Yes. But when do we stop and say, wait a minute. I have these feelings. I have this trauma. Yeah. I have this trauma since childhood mm-hmm. that I haven't talked about, mm-hmm. but I'm still in this state of trying to protect other people's emotions, oh my God. care for other people's emotions. <laughs> yes. Why? Because it's ingrained in me. Oh. It's ingrained in me. So how does one shift what they've been ingrained with? Yeah. You know, yeah. it shifts by becoming more knowledgeable. How do we become more knowledgeable? By surrounding ourselves with people that are walking in that mental freedom. Yeah. By surrounding our, by by getting a better view of what mental health looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you you mentioned something, you know, it's been ingrained in us. Yeah. And I start to think, you know, for some of us that was 
the role that we literally played in the family, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the role is that because there's so much going on emotionally around me, there's so much, and, and as a little child, there's such trauma because of the emotions of of the parents, of the emotions of the uncles, the aunts, and everybody around is unhealthy. And so that child becomes the hypervigilant one who has to maintain everyone else's emotions. For their own sanity. Right. For the child's own sanity, the child does this. And tries to be in control Mm -hmm. and watches mom or grandma do the same thing. Or big mama, you know, Medea, you know, uh, we want... To make sure, as the women in the family, that everybody is being held up. Whether that means that we are becoming the um, the the emotional rehab center mm-hmm. for our spouses, right? Or the child that doesn't want to grow up and take responsibility. Like, there's so many different factors yeah. that go into how we do what we do emotionally. Yes, and that's why it's important for us as I mean of course all people, but we're focusing on the the, the women, yes. you know. And <laughs> me in particular and I'm big on black women, yes. right? No no slight on any other race, but that's what I've been called to. Yes. I've been called to the black women. Yeah. Um and so with our black women, uh we have to start reconstructing our roles in life. Yeah. Because what we've been given as a role is are the things we just we just kind of talked Absolutely. about you know taking yeah. care of this taking care of that and a large part of this faulty concept concerning what a woman is supposed to do and how she's supposed to you know handle things in the home or yeah. in the family it is stemmed from our religion yeah <laughs> our religion yeah. Because most religions, whether you're Christian, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Catholic, I don't care, Jew, whatever you are, mm-hmm. I'm not here to stand on Christianity. But whatever the religion, the woman has always played the second role. Absolutely. We've always played this role of what we were, we were told is submission. But what it actually has been, we've been dominated. Literally. You understand? Yeah. That's not what submission is. Yeah. Submission is uh, is 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 making a decision to come alongside yes. of on a particular journey, a particular <laughs> mission, yeah. a particular you know, and so it takes two. It to takes submit. two. That's why it says aside, coming alongside, yeah. not underneath, not behind. Oh my god, you understand? <laughs> yeah. So this is why a woman can you know, uh, especially a Christian woman, because I identify as Christian, so that's what I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know it is. Universal with Christian women. We're supposed to submit to our husbands. What in the heck does that look like? Right. Does it right. look like, you know, s- sitting sitting behind him, fixing Ooh, his food, child. washing the dishes, doing everything, going mm. to work for 40 hours plus, coming home, cooking dinner, getting the kids ready, doing their homework, getting them, and then calling him and say, okay, now daddy's going to come pray with the family. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll right. pray with the family because I did everything because, else. Because the role that I am in makes me the head of yes, the household. Absolutely. Like, the role honestly, I'm playing is me because your money does not make you the head of the household. Absolutely And not. I'm working too. Most women in America <laughs> are working a job too. Yeah. But because we've been, uh, we've been so conditioned 
to put this role on, you know, like this is what I'm supposed to I see it all over social media. When I get a husband, I'm going to do this for my husband because this is what we've been trained we to have believe been trained. is a good wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so faulty because a lot of these same women are sitting in in my are part of my you are part of my clientele yes. that are crying and weeping and exhausted, want to get out of their marriages, don't oh want to do this anymore because they <laughs> see that I'm not well. Yeah, and that's the key word, exhausted. They're exhausted. Women are exhausted. My heart breaks every time I sit. And I'm talking to a client and the tears start to roll from her eyes and she feels bad. Yes. Because she's exhausted. I'm not being a good wife. Right. And and I don't I don't know if if what I'm you know, if what I'm dealing with is is okay. I don't know if it's okay for me to be angry. Literally, most of the time when we're dealing with clients, and I know this goes for you, it's giving them permission to actually have feelings to be to actually human. to actually have emotions right because we pack down these emotions suppress our emotions keep our emotions in so that we can play the role so that we can keep up the image and in keeping up the image we are also keeping up the spouse's image as well and so here we I don't are. Have no tea to drink right now. God but. help. <laughs> the the biggest thing that we've heard for many years is behind, behind every good man. Yes, is a is a is a good wife. Is a good woman like good God. Woman. Yeah, behind in and behind behind, not standing with. No. And the crazy thing about that is that leads into the way that we relate to God as well. Absolutely. And we think that we're supposed to relate to God as these, you know, slave women right. who do whatever Massa says, and that is not how it is supposed to go. When God sent Christ into the earth, right? We're talking we we're talking um um bringing a woman up to eye to eye level right rather than right. having her as a slave and that is one big thing that we recognize when when you read scripture where god is saying no you are not supposed to be behind not even behind me i want people that i can be in relationship with people that i can have friendship with and not just men but women as well yeah. and so we understand that we were supposed to be and still are to be elevated to a state of walking hand in hand with. Absolutely. Rather than behind, rather than being treated like cattle. You and I love um, watching movies yes. and series that um, are way back in the day yeah, yeah. where, you know, it was the dark ages and, and women were literally treated like cattle. Yeah. Sold property. like cattle. Property. Absolutely. You can, oh, I'll sell my daughter to you yeah. or I'll, you can have this woman or. Yeah. And we're treated like absolutely just mere we, we beings. Don't, we don't. We don't matter. You know, our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts don't matter. We were to be kept quiet, silenced, and just used as leverage for their desires. What we have to understand is that when God created us, <laughs> this is so good to me, <laughs> my soul. But when God created Adam and mm-hmm. Eve. He did not create Eve under Adam. Right. He pulled her from within. Yeah. 
which makes them counterparts. Yeah. A counterpart works together with, mm-hmm. not in obedience to. Oh, God. So we have, uh, we have been so dogmatized by the old laws, the old Levitical, Deuteronomy, like you, call, you name it. And, and those laws were established by men. <laughs> this now don't get me wrong when we and you know this is another thing when we start talking about things like this it's so funny how men and then certain women that have been kind of um brainwashed by this stuff yeah. that they start feeling like oh see they're into this feminist yeah. you know fit no it's not a feminist movement and feminist is not a bad word and, no it's not <laughs> it's not but you know that the, they you the movement itself of feminism you yeah. know yeah. um no this like you said this is about bringing a woman like letting a woman know like you matter you have you are permission worth. you to have reign. permission Come to reign yeah Do you understand what yes. i'm saying god when god looks at mankind <laughs> that's male and female yeah. he sees no hierarchy in it yeah man has created the hierarchical system Absolutely. here you understand it's cultural it's cultural yeah so how do we should because then if you go because sometimes as christians we're so boxed in mm-hmm. we don't realize there's a whole nother side of life over here somewhere there's a whole another world. world there's a whole world that has queens and and female leaders and yeah. you know where certain certain tribes have women leaders you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like we, the woman king right right <laughs> but we get so yeah. dogmatized over here in the western civilization yeah, we and do. that we feel like oh the man is the the man the, the head man. of the household the head of my life first giving honor to my husband <laughs> Who is the head of my, my life? Lord, the head of like, my children. I'm gonna call him Lord, like Sarah oh, did. Oh no! Don't you dare! <laughs> that that triggers me. <laughs> Honey, you are not Sarah. Listen, Sarah, whatever you want to call it. But I think that we have tried so hard to take a culture that is the not culture our, of the Bible. Listen, it is not but, our but, culture. But check this out. Paul was already trying to mitigate the foolishness that had been passed down when Christ came. Can we understand if we're going to be Christians? Yeah. Let's, let's really be Christians, right? Yeah. Christ came and fulfilled the law. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. So when Christ came, Paul grabbed the revelation and he's like, there's no more Jew, no more Greek, no bond, no free, no Mm -hmm. male, no female. What does that mean? Everybody, can approach God from the same level, meaning God sees us all at the same level. Right. And so you why don't need a doily to, <laughs> to approach God. So let's take that off your head. But you know what? You took us way back Stop to coming. Genesis. I can't. <laughs> you took us back. Now I'm Genesis. being triggered. <laughs> listen. <laughs> this triggers us both. Yeah. Listen. So you took us back in Genesis, and I just want to harp on that a little bit. When you know, when God created man, mm-hmm. right? He created them male and female. Right. He created them, them both together. Yes. And both were blessed. Both were blessed and, given and empowered. given the same assignment. Given the same assignment. Girls. Right? Mm-hmm. It was not until curse came in that hierarchy was introduced. I just want to drop that on there. So let me ask you this question. Okay. 
as you are triggered because I like it. I like how you get when you are triggered, right? <laughs> Your voice is elevated. Let me bring it back down. No, no, no. We want you right here in this triggered space, right? So is a woman's, because we're talking about women here, mm-hmm. and I know, yes, this goes for men as well, but yeah. is a queen's mental wellness less important to God than her marriage? Or let me say it in a different way. Look at your face. Oh my God, I love this. Okay, I'm <laughs> triggering you. Come on. So we have heard... You and have an I, assistant I, in here? I need, a, <laughs> I need a drink. Someone get her some water, please. Wine. We need, <laughs> we, we need it on this, right? So a female's mental wellness. Mm-hmm. We have always heard like... God hates divorce. God hates, you know, the separation. Uh, and and just wait, we gonna we gonna break that down a little bit. But you must be doing a part two. Listen, we we might need to do a part two. We're already like yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta do a part two. But I, I just want to know. Just give me a one word answer. A one word answer. All right. Is a woman's marriage more important to God? than her mental wellness absolutely not (laughs) okay so there's gonna be a part three of this that That was two words but we're gonna do a part three of this um this podcast because i think it's so important that we just jump into that and the first few podcasts i just wanted to it was in my heart to give people permission because the whole system of queen teams the whole system of queen up monetize and collaborate is about regaining your internal harmony so that you can be built up enough and have permission within yourself to fulfill your purpose in life and in fulfilling purpose there should be some dividends some ends being made some money being made when purpose is fulfilled and then when you're fulfilling purpose you should be attracting your tribe and attracting teams that work with you so that you can obtain and pursue more success in life that is the whole entire system yeah of queen things of queen up monetize and collab collaborate of i queen up university um and so that that is so huge on my heart and so bringing in uh more guests and 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 definitely having uh the doc as a regular <laughs> is going to be something that you're going to be hearing more and more of listen i know that we have gotten heated we are going to do a part three of this because i want to dig deeper because it is so vital that you get permission not just on the top of your mind the last podcast we talked a little bit about how we get high off of new information we literally get high because our dopamine levels go up Mm -hmm. when we get new information Mm -hmm. and we take in that high and then we don't do anything right and so that's not the desire this podcast is about disrupting life as usual. Yeah. It is about disrupting the way that you have allowed your emotions to be set, your mind to be set, yeah, so that you good. can literally be provoked into progress, into progress that goes beyond what you ever imagined. And so listen, you can book a session at any time on iqueenup.com. You just go to iqueenup.com, book a session, hop in. Uh, uh, please tell us how can we find you as well because you got some amazing stuff out there as yeah, well. Yeah, you can find me at uh, 
uh, I am Renee Roberts.com. I was about to say Coach My World. <laughs> <laughs> but my podcast is Coach My World. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out also. Some really, really, really good Absolutely. stuff on there. Yes. Um, but this is about you, Queen. Um, I thank you for the opportunity. I and, appreciate um, you being here. Yeah, I and love you it. coming on to talk with us a little bit more I, for next oh, week. Oh, yeah, you gotta because we gotta finish. You can't you can't take me there and yes. not let me finish. Listen, we gotta finish out these triggers that we have uh, listen, set off. And, I and, need <laughs> my soul set free. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So yes, hop on at any time. Listen. We both love, love, love taking care of the hearts of queens and moving queens forward. Uh, the Doc does that through um, Coach My World, and I do that through LaShawn Brooks Coaching. You have our, informa- our information. We'd love to join your journey in moving forward and literally revolutionizing the way that you do life. I will see you next time, queens. Looking forward to hearing more from the Doc. And uh, love it's going to be some good stuff. Yes, See you soon. <laughs> that you sometimes cannot see. It drips constantly. Love cannot help but to drive fear from its roots in you. You are loved. You are loved.